Welcome to the Center for Grassland Studies podcast series. I'm your host, Margo McKendry, Program Coordinator for the Center. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with Dr. Jay Parsons, Professor of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. The topic is Managing Production Risk. Thank you for being here, Dr. Parsons. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me, Margo. Now, you're going to be making a presentation in the coming months about managing pasture production risk. What do you mean by pasture production risk? Well, apparently, uh, we have droughts in Nebraska every once in a while. At least that's what everybody uh, (laughs) gets pretty excited about, at least this year. Of course, we've had some severe ones in the past. So predominantly, it involves just uh, lack of precipitation and then the grass doesn't grow. I mean, there's other reasons grass doesn't grow, but predominantly, it's lack of precipitation that'll uh, cause a short production season. And of course, uh, our livestock producers, cattle producers in particular, depend heavily on uh, good grass production. Now, should managing risk in a grazing livestock production, let's say on a ranch, be a principal objective or even a requirement of a producer? And can you tell us why or why not? Yeah, for sure. Because it's, uh, you know, all of agriculture and ranching is no different. It's, it's a capital intensive business and you got a lot of investment there to protect. And if you don't manage your risk well, uh, one or two bad years, sometimes just one bad year can cascade into more difficulties, you know, for several years to come, uh, can put you in a pretty uh, bad situation financially. And, and a lot of that investment that you've built up over the years uh, begins to erode and, and disappear if things don't go right. So certainly managing risk, whether it be, a, you know, there's all kinds of different areas of risk, but but one or two really bad events can put you in, in a bad situation and, and erase a lot of uh, good years of work. What proportion of ranchers and producers are successful in managing risk, in your opinion? Well, in my opinion, it, uh, you know, and again, this is a little bit biased in terms of people being proactive about managing it. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into managing the financial side of things. One thing in particular to keep in mind is a lot of, uh, a lot of ranchers, a lot of ag producers in general own land and have owned land in the family for a number of years. And there's a lot of equity there and that land appreciates, which protects them in some regards from risk. Uh, but the ones that are proactive and go out and really manage it, thinking ahead, making sure they're protected in different situations, it's probably only about a third of them that I would say that really do a good job of proactively managing risk. There's probably another third that reactively manage Manage risk. In other words, they, they're quick to see things happen and, and they react fairly quickly. And then, the, then there's a third that are, uh, I wouldn't say winging it, that might be a little hard on them. But, uh, but yeah, they're getting by, uh, you know, with a little bit of luck and a little bit of things here and there going in their direction. So, so do you think that one third is a little bit low then? In terms of uh, that, that don't manage risk or, Correct. yeah. See, it's tough because most of these operations have multiple people involved, right? So the, if nothing else, it's a, it's a husband and a wife situation where you got one of them a little more worried about risks than the other. So, so when you talk about the operation as a whole managing risk, it's you know, not as bad as you might think. If you just grab producers and just say, hey, how do you manage risk? You probably are uh, looking at a lot lower number of them. But within the operation, there's usually one person that kind of, you know, I don't, don't want to call them the worry wart, but that's basically what they are. Now, you've stated that risk can be managed in two primary ways, either by controlling it within the operation or by transferring it out. Let's start with controlling it. What do you mean by that? Well, controlling it basically means that you are handling it within. Um, So things like uh, stalking lightly in case you don't have good precipitation or keeping alternative 
whether it be harvested feed or whatever alternative feed resources available in case your pasture doesn't produce the way you anticipated. Um, that would be what we call extra capacity, making sure you have extra capacity around. That's a way to control it. It's all within the operation. It's things you're managerially doing. You're not necessarily paying somebody else uh, to manage that risk for you or to take on that risk for you. But of course, it does cost you to do some of those things. So that would be a prime example. Diversification is another one that everybody does to some degree, um, you know, not putting all their eggs in one basket type of thing. Uh, so different types of grasses, warm and cool season grasses and so on and so forth on the range would be an example of some of that. So th- those are all uh, along those lines. And then, of course, flexibility within the system that you're able to switch what you do, you know, within a production year based on conditions. So those are the primary, three primary ways that people manage risk or control risk within their operation. And because weather is such a big deal in agriculture and you can't really control the weather, most cases they're controlling the impact of that risk, impact of of having bad weather uh, versus actually controlling probabilities. But there are ways to control probabilities of risk. If, you know, a simple thing, if you're managing your cattle and you're worried about disease, you vaccinate them, right? That controls probability that they'll actually get a disease and so on. So, um, so there's ways to control the actual event happening. Uh, but for when it comes to weather, you're predominantly controlling the impact of the event if it does happen. Okay. So then when we look at transferring it out, what do you mean by that? And again, if you could give us some examples. Yeah. Well, transferring out is uh, basically you're pushing the risk off onto somebody else. And usually there's a fee attached to that. So insurance is the primary way that that's done. So you pay a premium and then there's some sort of coverage level that you have. And if something affects you that drops you below that level, then the insurance picks up that risk for you and, and pays you back for it. Um, so the the big topic that I'll be talking about will be the pasture rangeland and forage insurance. And so that would be a transfer of risk uh, to the insurance agency uh, in case we don't have precipitation. In addition to insurance, marketing contracts are also a way to transfer the risk out. So if you basically enter a position where somebody else offers you a price, then you know the price that you're getting. Now they're the ones with the risk in the marketplace, depending on whether it goes up or down. And so those are the two primary ways that you transfer risk off to somebody else, either through a contracting agreement or through an insurance uh, contract. Now, you mentioned insurance as it's related to pasture, rangeland, and forage. Could you give me more detail on how it's designed and how it has worked in Nebraska as a tool to manage risk? Yeah, well, it's um, basically set up on the calendar year and producers have to sign up by November 15th to get the insurance for the coming calendar year. And then within that year, they can insure any, they insure two month periods for precipitation is what it amounts to. So a large uh, part of production, for example, might be dependent upon April, May precipitation. So you might insure April, May precipitation. Now the uh, insurance itself is driven off of NOAA weather data. So they have basically precipitation data that goes back all the way to 1948. And so they just basically say, what's the average precipitation for this two month period? And that's the 100% level. And then producers can insure up to 90% of that. So precipitation in that particular two month period drops below that insured level. Let's just say it's at 90% and you only get 80% of normal. Then you get the difference. Uh, times your productive value that you had insured. So so you'd get a 10% difference. And if you had, I'm just throwing numbers out, but if you had $10 an acre on there, you'd get a dollar an acre back from your insurance because you're 10% 
below normal on your precipitation. So so that's basically how it's designed to work. The thing I tell producers is if this you want to use this as a part of your plan, come up with a way that you want to use it. In other words, months you want to insure, levels you want to insure, and then just stick with it year to year. Because it's heavily subsidized by the government. It does cost money, but the government picks up about half the premium for you. If you stick with it, it'll it'll bail you out in some bad years and, and everything will usually turn out when I look at it over several years at a time, it almost always comes out ahead for producers because it's heavily subsidized and it is based off of a weather index that nobody has real control over. It sounds like a big deal because about 60 some million dollars worth of coverage is in place in Nebraska. I think the lowest I remember seeing in the last oh, 10, well, probably eight years is about 40, mid $40 million coverage. But right now it's up in that $60 million uh, worth of coverage, which sounds like a lot, but it's really only about 2 million acres out of, you know, we got 23 million acres of grass. <laughs> it's only about 10% of the grass that can can be covered is covered. So it's used quite a bit in Nebraska, but not near as much as it could be. And uh, and every day I meet producers who say, well, I need, I should be doing that kind of stuff. So, so why aren't producers jumping on that insurance? Well, it's been around for a while now. Um, you know, uh, the as a rainfall insurance product, it's been around since 2013 in Nebraska. Prior to that, it was a vegetation insurance product. And uh, I don't want to go into the details of how that worked, but it was a greenness index and it wasn't all that accurate. And some people did have some bad experiences with that where thought they should have get paid and they didn't and thought, wondered why they would get paid and they got a check. And so it wasn't exactly matching it up. And, and there's always that risk that it's not going to match up exactly with your operation because it is an index and those grids that they work on are about 16 by 16 square miles. And so it's possible that you could be dry in your little pocket and, and the rest of the area that's being insured isn't. But uh, uh, so that's a little bit of it. Some people did have some bad experiences early on under the vegetation index, but a lot of it is, um, you know, just people in general, ranchers, ag producers, but ranchers in particular, uh, don't like to depend on the government. And so, you know, when the government's floating out new programs, they tend to be fairly slow and cautious adopters of it uh, as they determine whether or not it's really a good deal to be involved in it or not. And what's it going to take and, and what do they have to give up for it kind of stuff. So so a lot of that is just uh, independence of producers and whatnot. And, you know, we try to educate them on what's available. I don't tell them I'm not trying to sell it to them by any means, but I don't want them to not uh, do the insurance just because they don't know about it or don't understand how it works. Good. Thank you. Now, are there any new developments or tools in risk management that are on the horizon? Well, there's a lot of things under development. Uh, you know, they're constantly looking at insurance products and trying to do things with them, you know, to make them better, more appealing to producers. PRF has been around for a while. And as I said, as a rainfall index has been around since 2014 in Nebraska and pretty much unchanged. Since then, they had a comment period last year on it where they were taking input from people, things that could make it better. They're developing some tools that basically, I would say they slice the grid up a little tighter. And those are just kind of using being used on a trial basis this year. We'll see how that goes. But they're looking to make it a little more adaptable, but a little bit more correlated with what people actually experience on, on the ranch without people collecting their own rainfall data kind of thing. So I think that's going to continue to develop where they're more and more accurate in terms of actually matching up with your production and more directly cover that risk. But I think for the most part, producers are better off. Everybody, I think, is a little better off if it, if it sticks in, in this kind of index type of policy because then we don't have to worry about people trying to scam the system and all these other 
issues that can, uh, moral hazards that can develop if we have a system like that where the everybody's just a little bit more uh, on edge, I guess. And index is a lot easier to work with, a lot, lot more uh, stable, and uh, seems to go a lot smoother. Is there anything else you'd like to add about the topic before we get ready to close out here? Yeah, um, you know, risk is a big topic for ag producers. I'll be focusing on uh, grass production risk and particularly the PRF insurance part of it. But that's just one aspect of it. And, and it's the biggest thing about managing risk is just not be scared of it, right? Just you know, realize that you got to tackle uncertainty every single day in agriculture and you know, just just tackle it head on. <laughs> I mean, Perfect. I mean, it's there. There's a lot of ways to do it. Insurance is one of the tools. Be aware of it. Fits it fits. If you have other ways to handle it, handle it other ways. But don't just let it go. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate your time here. I would like to mention that Dr. Parsons will be giving a presentation entitled "Managing Pasture Production Risk" as part of the Nebraska Grazing Conference taking place August 9, 10, and 11 in Kearney, Nebraska. To learn more about the conference or to register, go to grassland.unl.edu. Thank you for listening.